Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. didn't do anything <laughs> we we did a thing uh we fucking did the the dream list is it the dreamless dreamcast marathon or is it the dreamcast dreamless marathon i always I fuck think, those two up i think it's the dreamless dreamcast marathon let me check the website because uh that shit's still up oh oh god no 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 it's still up here uh dreamcast dreamless marathon okay in in my defense even scotty messes it up <laughs> So I think starting off with Dreamless is a hundred times better every time. Reminds me of Dream Theater. And then when I listen to Dream Theater, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> really? I mean some of their I mean, you're talking to the kid that grew up, like my dad had these probably four foot tall so uh like big ass speakers. I can't remember what brand they were. It might have been Sony from back in like the eighties, like early. Were they 90s. like four tens or was it like regular just, computer speakers? No, they were like radios, like stereo speakers, and uh, they were fucking. I would just fall. My dad would be blasting, you know, anything growing up. ACDC, Green Day. My dad listened to fucking any, everything, and I'd fall asleep right in front of him as a kid. <laughs> so, oh, any, okay. So you're saying it's like lullaby music for you? Basically, yeah. That's so why if I listen to music boring. like that, no, no, not not boring. It's just you listen to that, and then also drive an hour for me. Then I'm gonna, I'm dead, like. I'm fucked, so. <laughs> okay. But no, the yeah, we did the Dreamless, whatever, I'm saying Dreamless. Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon uh, up in uh, where Scotty uh, lives. And very nice area. Didn't expect, uh, I'm not going to, I guess, can we say, should we say where, exactly where it was? I or? mean, it's in Pittsburgh. There we go. It's, it's in it's- Pittsburgh. And uh, it reminded both of us of like L.A., but with more green. It's weird because when you first get into the city, which mm-hmm. like I'll get into it in a second. But when you first get into the city, it's just all these houses and buildings are look like they're stacked on top of each other. But they're all on these series of hills. And it reminded me a lot of like L.A. and San Diego because the the incline of the hills out there are really, really steep. And so everything's mm-hmm. kind of looks like it's properly layered yeah i mean i'm I'm talking i felt bad for anyone that has to mow those yards at some of those houses because i would put down astroturf yeah it's it's like that's crazy that's it's nuts but we uh, pittsburgh's a very nice area i would definitely go back up there uh i told my wife about it we uh, but we went up there for the marathon we had a fucking really good time it was I think at one point we had like 13 people in that two bedroom townhouse. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of dudes in there. There was, I'm really glad that the weather wasn't really, really hot because we're big boys and it was a little warm in there. Yeah. And you can't really like leave shit open. Like that, that AC was going on blasting and it still was like, yeah, eighty something. So, was, and you, we couldn't like open the doors or the windows or anything because our microphone was super sensitive and it would pick everything up. So, mm-hmm. 
But I think there was one point where, because we started at 7 a.m. And everything was good, I would say probably up until about 5. Is where some of us, including me, we just started like, we were going through our first wind. I was just yeah. like, okay. You're like, hitting that okay. first wall? Well, we fucked up in the night before, I don't think. We only got like four hours of sleep. Because by the time afterwards, like I, I'm thankful for Scotty taking us. There. Well, I guess Chris taking us everywhere too. Mega Visions, Chris. We went to a bunch of cool places, but by the time we got back to his place to set everything up, and once we got everything set up, it was like what eleven or something like that. We got back to the hotel at about twelve o'clock. Yeah, and when it was all we, said and done. I think, and we woke up at like four to go shat, like take our showers, and then we went to Denny's and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, hour five is when I just went on the front lawn and fell asleep. So, because <laughs> it mean was cold. hour five or 5 p.m.? I'm sorry, 5 p.m., yeah, not yeah. hour five. I, everything was pretty good up until then. But then a lot of us got our second wind, but then about hour 20 is when we started losing that again. <laughs> oh, dude, fucking, by the time that we got to uh, typing of the dead, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap for a half hour. Yeah, typing of the undead had, or typing of the dead had my favorite fucking clip in, from the entire uh, marathon, and that's when I'm sitting right next to Scotty. He's playing the game, and Rachel, his uh, I believe fiance, is sitting right next to him, and he just leans over. He's like, "How's Chad doing?" And I went looked at him dead serious and just said, "Who's Chad?" <laughs> and Ray. Dude, hour 20, man. Okay, that at that point, I had been up for 24 hours. So, and then Rachel just loses it. I think for a full minute, she was crying laughing. And I went back. That one didn't get clipped by anyone in the in the chat, but I went back from the VOD and, and clipped it, so it's on the Twitch page. But we had a bunch of good clips. We had 52 good clips. God damn. Well, they better be because we were on there for a fucking whole fucking day. Yeah. We had, after I went through and sifted through the duplicates and all that stuff, we have 52 archived nice. out of the, and then I, cause I, earlier this week I archived all the clips because Twitch after a while will just delete that shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, same with the VODs I went through and I got all the VODs. So we have those for future reference and all that stuff too. But very, very fun time. We raised, we, we initially thought we were going to raise what? 500 bucks. Yeah. Just something small. We started the the marathon with like three seventy ish, ish. Yeah, let's just round it up. Say three seventy five and make us feel better. Yeah. So we were already at like seventy seven percent of our goal. I mm-hmm. think we hit like we broke the first record. Not even like hour five, and we we just kept breaking breaking it every time, and then we ended up with twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. Which means I have to get a fucking tattoo, and so does yes, Scotty. Do. So, <laughs> uh, had a fun time. My mom tuned in at one point when I was telling my old uh, how I teabagged Walmart story. Nice. So, mm-hmm. That's like perfect timing. That's why she texted me. I was like, why did my mom text me teabagger? I didn't know my mom knew what that meant. And someone, like, I think it was Megavision Chris, was like, because you teabagged Walmart. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't think I told it on the stream or the marathon, but uh, I told you guys at Buffalo Wild Wings the old Hoobastank story that my dad mm-hmm. got me with. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for podcast listeners, my dad convinced me for a good four years that Jesus' middle name, Jesus Christ's middle name, was Hoobastank. 
because everyone says Jesus H. Christ. And I was just like, that's weird, but cool. It's <laughs> the stupidest fucking thing. It was funny as shit. Like, we that just up- shows how fucking gullible you are, though. I, it's it's true, man. It's real true. Mega, I'm not as gullible as Graham was all weekend, though. <laughs> yeah, but Graham was in a whole other country. He knows nothing outside. Yeah. He knows nothing about the U.S. outside of what he sees on BBC. And then he gets thrown over here and we just stuff him <laughs> with like all of our greasy fucking heart attack. Food Chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> the food didn't get him. It was the chewing tobacco that you the, that the, I, the Chris Tango crew fucking fucked him up with. So it wasn't even my fault first off. So he <laughs> You didn't like, help. Nah, Powell started him off with some uh some pouches and Co- by the time Yeah, he gave him Copenhagen. And by the time that we got to the mall, what's what the I fuck is the mall called? The Monroeville Mall. Yeah, the the Day of the Dead Mall. But by the time he got there, he was just like I want to throw up. And he's just like, I, I can't feel my legs. And he's just like, I yeah. need to sit down. I was like, sitting next to him. So I was like, let's get out of this truck because I don't want an English, a British man to throw up on me. Yeah. But I, I and there wasn't a lot of people that were super excited to go to that mall. But I was like, I'm huge into the, those horror movies and everything. And when Scotty was like, oh, yeah, like Monroeville Mall is nearby. I was like, are you talking about the Dawn of the Dead Mall? He's like, yeah, there's like a bust of uh, George Romero in there. And I was like, fucking let's go. And See, then, when I when I heard that, I thought they said bus. I, I did was too. just like, are you guys seriously driving down to a mall a to bus. see a goddamn bus? Like I mean, okay. to be fair, that mall too has been updated to be a mall. That's what it is. I mean, it has a food court and a GameStop and all that shit. But when I walked in, like we were going down the escalator and I looked over, I said, Scotty, is this where the fountain was? He goes, This is exactly where the fountain was. And I was like, Holy fucking shit, this is dope as hell. So, so was was that mall specifically built for the movie or was it just no. an abandoned building? It, it wasn't even abandoned. Back then in the 70 in 78 I think is when that was filmed. Uh it was an actual mall. But they only got to film in it at night. Okay. Yeah. So that's why a lot of if you go back like I love Dawn of the Dead. I will say that the 2004 Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead is really good too. But that old that old school one is a lot of just blue zombies, like just people with blue makeup on them, and they kind of look like zombies, and that's it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Zack Snyder in good movie in the same sentence before. Dawn of the Dead was about the only one, so okay, yeah. I mean, because with the original Night of the Living Dead, you didn't have to put a whole lot of makeup on the quote unquote zombies to make them look like zombies. You just had to put like some eyeshadow on them and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when you shoot in color, like, that's the movie that everyone remembers that, oh, it's the, because the blood in that movie is, like, neon red. It is, like, super, super bright. It looks like SpaghettiOs without the O's is exactly what it looks like. So it's marinara and sauce. Basically, yeah. Okay. But then you go to Day of the Dead, and that's that's T- George Romero's best movie. Tom, some of Tom Savini, uh, he does a lot of the make. He did, he did makeup art. Uh, he's the makeup artist for all of those movies. He's a huge player in the movie community. And that's some of his best zombie stuff. Like that's the one where you have like zombies with their jaws hanging off and like watching people actually get ripped apart and it looks believable and shit like that. So 
it's it's super cool. But when he told me, uh, he was like, yeah, the cemetery from Night of the Living Dead's here, and then also the mall. I was just like, let's fucking go. But it was fun. We got to go to Warp Zone, and uh, he made a pretty penny off of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, did you get to play your Coleco VCR television yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I've been I've been busy because I mean I'll I'll just get into my week. Uh, I've been super busy this past weekend or this week in general because I've been paying a lot of attention to the Tokyo Game Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I put up a few articles on on the site for that. Uh, mainly the the big thing for me is Guilty Gear. You know. I, I was gonna say PSO, but yeah, Guilty Gear. <laughs> PSO is up there too. Yeah. Um, but Guilty, Guilty Gear, Gear is like your fighting game baby. Yeah. When they showed on day one, like they did the panel, Ishiwatari said absolutely nothing, like so, literally nothing. Everything that was shown at Evo was the same shit that they talked about at TGS. And well, according like, according to your history with his lyrics, you probably don't want him to say anything. <laughs> no, no, no. That is completely irrelevant. I'm okay? fucking just, with you. I'm fucking with you. But he, he, nothing was said. He was just like, oh, yeah, here, here is a new character. And they show the fucking dual-wielding swordsman that they showed at the end of the trailer. T-Pain Here's, slash Wooly put together. Yeah, T-Pain <laughs> Wooly. It's like here is Soul and Kai. I'm like, okay, cool. It's the same shit, the yep. exact same shit. Yep. Um, however, day two, um, they sat down and did a more in depth interview, which they started going into a, the elephant in the room is when it comes to Guilty Gear. What's going on with the game's mechanics, the the control scheme? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I go into it a bit in my article, but I'm just gonna cover all my bases here. Go ahead and they, chill. <laughs> they are 100% changing the control scheme. They are going to auto combo. Like mm. the way that they've been they've been pushing it, it is just like they are 100% going to auto combo. Probably not to the same extent that they did it with Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle and definitely not to the same extent as Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but there's going to be a bit more of an ease when it comes to newer players approaching the Guilty Gear series because Guilty Gear has always been the, I don't want to say the cornerstone of Arc System Works, but it's like the original fighting game. Yeah, it, when, when you're talking about Arcs, yeah, that's like their, that's their OG. That IP. was that was their flagship fighting game until yeah. Sammy took it over or Sega took it over. Yeah. The biggest thing that they're trying to focus on, because it's a bit of a meme in the fighting game community, Guilty Gear, Tekken, King of Fighters, all stupid, insanely difficult game, insanely difficult games um, with like these, these stupid mechanics and how, you know, each character has their own stupid fucking gimmick that you have to like work around. They're throwing Jacko. all that out the window yeah like jacko is just like hey i'm gonna put this pot down and here comes all these fucking minions good luck yeah it's basically league of legends but in a fighting game (laughs) exactly (laughs) they created the moba character yeah Um, but apparently she's nuts if you like master her which is any character but there's they're approaching guilty gear 2020 completely fresh completely new they're just gonna it's it's 
It's a reboot of the series, right? No. So I thought it was going to be, and that's what a lot of people were alluding to, because of the design of Kai. Kai looks very similar to his X and original design. Right. Like with the shortened hair, um, the... I forget what the name of his new weapon is because he's not using the Thunder Seal anymore. But his newer weapon was a, like a cross between what he used in um, Exard and what was used in Rev 2. Uh, not Rev 2, in uh, X and X2. Mm-hmm. Soul's new weapon, I don't know if it's supposed to be a hybrid between the uh, the Flame Seal and the... Uh, I think it's called the Flashing Fang. Like, th- in the lore, they combine the weapons and then they I was going to say... You could have said any name, two names put together, and I would have believed you there. So, um, like, I love Guilty Gear, but I don't. I'm not in it as hard as you. So. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's there's uh, a lot of design changes that made people think that it's a reboot. Yeah. So, before I forget, did you see that cosplay that T Pain did of that Tekken character? Yes, I did. I don't know the Tekken character's name, but... I didn't know that that was T-Pain, though. That is 100%. You know T-Pain fucking streams and shit, too, right? I knew that he streamed. I didn't know yeah. that he fucking cosplayed, though. Yeah, he. Uh, that wasn't at TGS, but it was somewhere else that he was at that he was cosplaying. I don't know the character's name, but it was pretty spot-on cosplay. But yeah, T-Pain's yeah. fucking pretty cool. Mm-hmm. His episode of Hot Ones on YouTube is really good. <laughs> I didn't know that he had a Hot Ones. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, Guilty Gear's looking really, really dope. Guilty Gear looks fucking amazing. Uh, PSO, I mean, I've been following this since it was announced at um, E3. Mm-hmm. It's coming to the West. And all the content was going along with it. So Yeah, we're that, was the, of, that was the Microsoft that announced that, right? Yeah, there was like, I think they have like six major patches. Mm-hmm. Like six major expansions that they put onto it. And then... Last night they announced they're doing a crossover with Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's which pretty freaking dope. Is crazy. Now Sega has always done like these crossovers. Mm-hmm. Um, it does like I think that they did a Gundam crossover. Um, there's a few I, other sure. ones that they've done. <laughs> yeah, they've do, they've done a Gundam one. They've done a few other ones. I don't remember. I think they've done a Soccer Wars, which would be easy because it's within their own company. Because Soccer Wars is owned by Sega. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done Final Fantasy because they had Odin as a fight in uh, Fantasy Star Online too. So yep. we're going to be getting that as well. That should uh, um, that's that's interesting that uh, that happens because Final Fantasy does that with Monster Hunter too. Yeah. I think the reason they chose Neon Genesis too is because I think it fits that world of PSO, and also, I mean, you just got it uh, the entire Neon Genesis library released on Netflix this year, so yeah. So I think it's just I need to go back and watch more. that. I actually have only seen like a few episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I've read most of the manga. I have not seen the anime. I've never watched all of the anime. I've watched some. I I fucked up as a kid and accidentally watched the movie. And I was probably 12. I was 12. <laughs> it scarred me for a long time. I'm just like, oh, okay, everyone's Tang. Like, everyone's Tang now. So, sure. But uh, I need, I'd need. i like to go back and watch. That's. The, I'm pretty sure if you look at the polls and stuff, that's the number one anime ever. Like, especially over in Japan. Like, that is one. Like, you, they love Neon Genesis Evangelion over there. 
Uh, I don't. It was know for how, a while. I don't know about now. I, like I would pro, I would almost agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that there's been recent polls that have come out and like card capture Sakura is apparently the biggest shit over what? here, followed by like Tiger and Bunny. I don't understand them. <laughs> I don't understand them. Nope. Like in the in the U.S., it's like U.S. is like Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> no, it's actually Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, okay, I can. I can. I oh, could also. I, I think that Cowboy Bebop was pretty high up there too. I, I say I, I'll put Brotherhood up there. I won't put the original Full Metal Alchemist up there, but Brotherhood yeah, it, it really is really good. It is uh, I'm excited this week because I'm gonna go. Have you seen that preview for the new movie by the creators of Kill a Kill and uh, Gurren Lagann called Promare? No, you should watch this trailer and look for next week is the first uh, like, you know how they did the the Broly movie where you could see it in the States only for certain days for a certain limited amount of time and all Mm -hmm. that. Uh, They're doing that with this movie. And I don't understand what's going on with all these anime shows and loving like firefighting shit. But because you have fire, what is it? Fire Squad or something like that. That's on Toonami right now. That looks really, really good. And uh, but this movie is based off of like the the main character the the not Kamina, but he looks a lot like Kamina, uh, is like a firefighter that's fighting these fire demons and all this other stuff. And I mean, it's with the style of Trigger, so that art style is beautiful. And this week around here on Tuesday, they're airing or they're showing the sub the dubbed version. And then Thursday they're doing the subtitled version. I'm gonna go see the subtitled version. So nice. I'm hoping it's really good. The trailer's really, really awesome. So if you get a chance to go watch it. Also, I just realized, fuck, Thursday night is Thursday night throwdown. So someone else might have to host this week. So <laughs> I've been playing the shit out of. I've been trying to play um, this game. I think I might have talked about it before on a podcast. I definitely brought it up in one of the discords. Uh, I've been playing close combat first to fight. Uh, is that the no? Xbox game? Oh yeah. Okay. So the one with the marine to, on the front. Yeah. So <laughs> first to fight, I don't have it. Do I have it out? I don't think I have it out. So first to fight, uh, if you look at the cover, it's this marine in his blues, and I think he's holding the sword in front of him. Yeah, it's like between his eyes or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's just like. Based on the training and uh, combat warfare of the United States Marine Corps. And then there's like this little really hard to see grade line at the very bottom. This is like not endorsed by the Marine Corps, the DOD. Oh, wow. Which is it's it's pretty. That, funny, that's but, why you bought it. <laughs> well, no, I bought it because the fucking Marine was on the front and I looked at it. And I'm like, I I have to get this now. A tear came down your uh, came down your cheek, and a fucking bald eagle flew out of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's what it was. And it's not even like I'm expecting it to be good. I'm expecting it to be shit. No, um, what you should do is drop that fucking game and play Fugitive Fighter, which you bought. Oh, oh, it's right here. <laughs> it's right here. I'm gonna get to that right after I'm done. That but you should have started with that one first for audio listeners. Fugitive. Let me rephrase. Let me let me correct myself and say the full title: Fugitive Fighter, The War on Terror. What is it? Fugitive Hunter. Fugitive War on Hunter. Terror. War on Terror. It's a really shitty first-person shooter that turns into a fighting game during boss battles. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's bad. Super dumb. <laughs> it's super bad. <laughs> um, but first to fight, 
the the whole premise of it was the game was developed in tandem with Marines from 3-1, an actual Marine Corps unit, both active duty and retirees. Um, and the entire synopsis is supposed to revolve around, it's supposed to be based off of Operation Phantom Fury, which was the second battle of Fallujah. And so there is a huge emphasis on um, urban warfare, mm-hmm. you know, the house, house street to street type shit. Um, on paper, it's really fucking cool. And the tutorial, execution. <laughs> the tutorial, like you don't actually get to play anything in the tutorial, but they, mm-hmm. you know, s- spell it out for you. They do a really good job of reading the Wikipedia page on the <laughs> MagTap. <laughs> I was about to be like, is he about to give this video game like a good like credit? And I'm like, oh, no, he said Wikipedia. No. Like they really like real briefly explain the entire synopsis of what a MagTaf is. Mm. And it's it's interesting. I'm just like, oh, wow. Nobody actually does this because most first person shooters when you're talking about like uh, goddamn Call of Duty or Medal of Honor, you're like the super soldier. Or yeah. you're like the special operations guy behind enemy lines. In this one, it's just like you're basically Doom guy. <laughs> no, yeah, like in those games, you're Doom guy. In this one, you're literally like, oh, you're the junior Marine Lance Corporal. Go take your bitches and clear out that fucking school. Bye. And I'm like, that's sure. that's all. When I say school, I mean no, I ta- mean yeah. The Taliban is in there, and you have to go kill that. Not. Not the children. Having class. That's the kids. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Look, I can't really say anything because I didn't serve, but that f- sounds fucking crazy. Um, the execution, however, th- there's a lot of... There's a lot of... It's a squad-based shooter, okay? You have your fire like team SOCOM leader... and stuff like that? Similar. Okay. Um, you have your fire team leader, you have your machine gunner, your assist, and your rifleman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as the as the leader, you get like a uh, grenade launcher. You're the, you have your M203 where you shoot off these fucking grenades, which is supposed to be really useful, but it's not because it'll fucking kill you. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> uh, your machine gunner is like the cornerstone of your fire team. Because they're supposed to lay down suppressing fire while your other three motherfuckers are like pinpointing killing these people. Um, but they made him, they made sure to make him the dumbest motherfucker on your team. Like they, they, they scaled down the AI in that fucking unit real fucking low. Cause he'll throw himself in front of fucking everything. Which you would think you'd want him to do that, but when there's like 20 guys in a fucking street. In like right. a, a corridor, and he just guns it, just goes and tries to shoot everything. He dies. And the annoying thing is, is that when two of your people like go down, the that's the end over. of the mission. The mission's over, and you have to restart from either last checkpoint when you've already used all your health packs, or oh. restart the entire mission, which is tedious as it is because everything is random. There is no set point of where these enemies are because they're constantly moving just like the real world i mean yeah you could say it's like the real world but it's really fucking annoying i don't play video games i play video games to escape the real world (laughs) um 
right now I'm stuck in this one part where so this all my guys impossible to speed run. <laughs> I would not recommend it. <laughs> the the issue is is that first off your scope is an RCO. They they actually got the RCO. They're not using iron sights. Their RCO has two levels of magnification, which is not real because we just have the the 4x. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't sound like it's an issue, except when you're shooting when you're shooting at the hip, your little reticle, you know, it's really fucking big, and so I'll point it at a motherfucker. I'll empty an entire magazine and I still will not kill a motherfucker and I'll be right on top of him. So it's like either their hitboxes are really, really small or this gun is bullshit, which is just like the real world. (laughs) My gun's bullshit, sir. Because the M16 is trash. I couldn't kill him because my gun is bullshit. Um, Just there's a lot of issues with this game. However, when you sit down and you play with other people, like when you do local multiplayer, it actually is a lot better. It's it's actually like a competent shooter. I could see if you were like all in a squad and instead of having to deal with stupid ass AI, it's you and three of your other buddies or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's night and day. Yeah, it'd be totally different. So we'll see how it goes. Um, In addition to that, I've been playing a lot of Sonic Smackdown. I've I've been oh, yeah. following these guys on um on cool. uh Twitter and I'm in their Discord. I think they're they're called Arc Forge. Yeah, Arc Forge. Um they're working on a fighting game and I forget the name of it right now, but more importantly they're doing a fan game called Sonic Smackdown. And they've got plans for like fourteen different Sonic characters. Damn. All of them have very unique uh move sets right now, I think Five characters are released. I think they just released Tails today. Um, I played. I played four. The demo earlier. There was yeah, just the, Knuckles, the Sonic, demo that Shadow, I, and Mecha Sonic. Yeah, the demo that I sent you only has four, but I think they just recently released five. Mecha um, Sonic's fucking cool. <laughs> he's fucking dumb. He is. Like when I first played him, I'm like, okay, he's gonna be the slow character. No. Oh. Shadow's no, dumb too. Fucking, Shadow's got fucking teleports. Yeah, he he's like the the chip Zanu for whatever Dante. the yeah sure whatever the the Street Fighter equivalent is. Um, but that game that game is real smooth. Like it they feels have a lot of good people. to punch things. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of people who are like big time fighting game fans play testing that game and saying, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to fix it, make it faster, make it smoother. Yeah, they're probably, they probably sent it to, like, Wooly and Jay Wong and all that shit, too. Wooly knows about it, so mm. we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, but finally, the only other thing that was, like, of any interest this week is my pickups. Oh, and, okay, what'd you get? Um, so, when I was at it's Warp weird. Zone. Yes. When, when I was at Warp Zone, um, I picked up Fist of the North Star for the NES. Um, did you buy that Jesus game? I did. Did you play it? I did. <laughs> is it I a need Jesus a translation game? Patch. No. Okay. So the game is called Jesus Kyofu no Bio Monster, which translates to Jesus uh, Dreadful Biological Monster. Sounds about um, right. It is a adventure horror. It seems a little bit along the lines like it's based off of 
alien because the ship that you're on is called Jesus. Oh, and then okay. there are these creatures that I wonder why it didn't come to the States then. <laughs> yeah. Because Nintendo of America and mm. religious figures, whatever. Um, but these, these creatures are coming out of nowhere and they're killing off the, the crew me- members. And so you got to escape the space station. Um, apparently Haley's comment has something to do with it and it's a demon and it crashes into the space station. So there's that. That's a thing. And audio listeners, the only reason he bought this, the only reason he bought this is because it had the name Jesus on it. <laughs> I, I had to play it. I it was like what? It was less than like five bucks, wasn't it? I spent about four dollars and chains on it. Bought that but there's that. I bought Rhapsody, which is a PS1 game. It's an RPG. I bought Hoshigami, another PS1 uh, RPG. Um, Powell talked me into buying Advent Rising. Uh, he says that it's supposed to be like some sort of pseudo David Cage game. It was planned to be like this epic three or five part game series, and it completely bombed commercially. Who was it? Someone in the truck saying that like David Cage knows how to make video games or something like that. Well, I, that was Powell that said that, and I was like, "All right, boss, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, boss man. I can't say anything." <laughs> And everyone in the car was just like, Chris, what are you saying? Oh, we were drilling him. <laughs> we're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he really enjoys uh, not too human. What's the new game that came out? Is it Beyond too human? Two, Beyond Two Souls. No, not Beyond Two Souls. The one that came after that. The new one. I thought that was the most recent one. That's no, the one Beyond Two Page. Souls is the one with Ellen Page and fucking... Uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. There's a new one where... They have Android singing oh, slave Detroit. songs. Detroit, Detroit become human. That's what it is. You, robots. No, you can't say that, Chris. <laughs> it, it's what they're doing. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> Slaves on one zero 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 one zero one. <laughs> the game wave that I bought for thirty dollars. It's so the game wave. It's this seventh generation console. It came out to compete with the PlayStation 3. What? (laughs) Okay, audio listeners, I've seen this thing. And this thing looks like a fucking DVD player with four remotes. I mean, it is. He's he's grabbing it and destroying his fucking setup at the same time. (laughs) This is a game wave. It looks like the PS3. It looks terrible. No, it doesn't look like the PS3. It looks like the PS1. With a DVD player. I hope I didn't break it. I don't know how far. Oh, I hope I didn't break it. It's rare. (laughs) I have it. So, no. It's it's next to worthless. Not even. Let's just not talk about this for a second. The reason you buy this is you have too much disposable income, sir. (laughs) So, that is true. But the main reason why I bought it is that it comes with VeggieTales. VeggieTales Mario Party. (laughs) Is a Mario Party game. And it has the best game on the console, which is called Lock 5, which is a puzzle game. You didn't know it was the best one until you looked it up. That is true. (laughs) But I could not pass up a deal of $30 for the entire thing because poor guy wanted it out of his fucking store. I don't even know why he fucking bought it. I I would have rather bought Bubsy 2 on Sega Genesis than buy that. Mm, I think I'm going to get my money's worth. (laughs) 
I think I will. Oh my god. So, but that's that's that. That's that. And hopefully next week I'll uh, I can report on I want your what the fuck it is. I want your 10-minute video YouTube video review of it. Sure, whatever. By next week, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um uh, But yeah, I bought Fugitive Hunter. I've bought Seventh Saga. Your face when I told um, you about Fugitive Hunter. We were at dinner and I told you about it and you went, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I showed you the video and you were like, "I need this. <laughs> I need to have this." So it it looks like a really bad first-person shooter. You're right. That would have been made in Unity, but just put it in 240p. Like make it really shitty resolution really shitty graphics there's nothing the ai looks that did, I didn't fucking love. dumb <laughs> and right. then at the very end of the stage you go hand-to-hand combat with some sort of fucking terrorist guy i and mean like, the, the whole thing is you're fucking trying to get osama bin laden is that really it that's the end that's the end goal is to get to osama bin laden and you're going through all of his did his, they all, name drop him like specifically his he is in it like he's the final boss and you're going through all of his terrorist lords that apparently he has terror lords in fucking miami and san francisco and montana oh my god i just noticed on the back so on the back of the box is like hunt the world's most wanted fugitives even osama bin laden yeah that's insane. It's so stupid. You pay overpaid for it. <laughs> I didn't overpay for it. I had a discount. <laughs> nah, man. It was $5. Well. And I made up for it because I got Metal Gear Solid way under fucking price. So the Game Boy Color one, which okay. is arguably the best game on the Game Boy Color. So, But really, that's my week. Not really a whole lot going on. I'm still trying to watch out for new updates from Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, you're on a little bit harder than I've been very busy this week, and I have not been able to watch, like, the Tokyo Game Show shit and all that. But I guess I'll just go into my week. My week, uh, let's let's go from last night up until when we got back. So uh, yesterday was my wife and I, we were having our birthday our birthday party slash housewarming party for both of our families to come together and all that shit and uh my family decided nine of them decided they wanted to stay the night at my house i mean don't they live an hour away hour to three hours away uh yeah i can i can kind of understand that it's fine but the problem is we're all fucking alcoholics so oh well (laughs) Yeah, my my one cousin was like, "Hey, are you gonna eat dinner?" He's like, "Uh, uh-uh. I'm 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 ready." I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking wait. He was drinking like fucking, uh, some kind of whiskey and Red Bull, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, dude!" But uh, it was an all right time. We had uh, I think I messaged you. I was like, "Fuck all these fucking drunk people in my house," and you were like, "Are you okay? Do you need help?" <laughs> I'm like, "Nah, man, I just need a vent." So uh, that's just what I immediately think of when someone (laughs) says, fuck everyone in this household. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's grabbing the gun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, we got some presents and all that stuff, so it was a good time. Had fun. Uh, got way too drunk. I got wine drunk, and I got to stop doing that because wine makes me so fucking sleepy. Like, I had five glasses. I woke up at 8 this morning to go take a shit, and I got on the toilet, and I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to have to start believing in Jesus again because my head hurts so bad. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. I have been playing Monster Hunter Iceborne all fucking week. How that is game it? is... I didn't think they could make World any better than it was. And then Iceborne came out, and it's so fucking good. So... Let me get into a little bit of it. Let me, I'm going to give you what I, so far, what I fucking hate about the game. Because there's only really one thing. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Monster Hunter World, but anyone else that has played it. You have a, so your main character doesn't talk. You're like a Link, basically. Uh, but you're a hunter, and then every hunter in this game has a handler. That basically is a research agent and also assigns you quests and stuff like that. Your handler's fucking annoying! most fucking annoying character in the whole goddamn game she calls you because they can't say what your real name is because they can't program everyone's fucking name in existence so she calls you partner so she says partner all the time and then the one thing that i fucking hate she'll shorten it to pard she'll be like come on pard let's go and i'm just like oh my god i don't fucking care i wish you would have fell off that mountain there was one point where she fell off of like a cliff and i i'm there's nobody in this office with me and, like, my character grabbed her. I said, drop her! <laughs> like, just fucking drop her! <laughs> Regardless, besides that, the game is fucking stellar. Like, the... So, a lot of the monsters, they, they didn't really introduce a whole lot of new monsters. Like, there's a couple new monsters for Iceborne. But they, they brought back a lot of older monsters for the veteran players. Like, I think probably 15 monsters or monsters from other games that they brought in. Like that's a lot. It is, but like that's a real lot. They've also introduced like variants and deviants and subspecies of stuff of the other monsters from Monster Hunter World. So we're getting like upgraded versions of them. Like there was one monster that was called Toby Kadachi in the first uh, Monster Hunter World, and he was basically he looked like a big ass like squirrel, but he had a snake head. It was weird. And he was electric, so everyone called him the electric snake squirrel. Well, they changed his fucking element typing in this one. In this one, if he bites you, it does paralysis. And then if he hits you with his tail, he in inflicts not poison, but venom. And venom is like a super steroided poison. Where if you do you can't just ride that shit out and like heal through it. You so got to like cure it. It's like the difference it. between using toxic in po Pokemon and using like poison yes spore or whatever it's fucking called yeah just a regular poison and then like a toxic poison okay so yeah uh but i mean there's ways to work like get around it you can gem for shit against that but uh another thing i do want to say is they made hammers fucking broken in this game and i'm so happy because that's my main so what it is is in monster Hunter world uh there's a threshold when it comes to knocking out monsters so you can actually, if you use an impact weapon, you can actually inflict a status, it's a quote-unquote status ailment, but uh, it's basically you knock the monster out for a couple seconds. They fall over, they have stars over their heads, that means mm -hmm. you got the knockout. And in multiplayer... And you can, like, mount them in that, at that point. Well, you, it's just they can't attack at that point, so it's just like everyone goes ham. Like, okay. do everything. 
And because uh, the, the the knockout lasts a good five to seven seconds. And that's a big deal when it comes to fighting monsters. Uh, but the threshold, there, there's a threshold that they had. You could really, in an online hunt with three other people, you could really only get like one to two knockouts. In Monster Hunter Ice, in Iceborne, I'm getting knockouts like left and right. And that's not even counting. Like they've buffed it. And also, if you get this one, there's a, so when you wear different sets of armor, if you wear a certain amount of the armor, like you don't have to wear the full five pieces to get all the benefits. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's this one monster called the Diablos, and he has like, he's a, anyone that's listening that plays Monster Hunter knows what the Diablos is. He's a motherfucker. But his three set bonus is it, it extends the, uh, on the ability called Slugger. It extends it to two extra levels. Instead of level three, it goes up to level five. So you used to be able to only gem into the Slugger and get f- plus 40% knockout uh, ability. Now it goes up to plus 60. And the thing is, too, there's a new... So they have the... There's the the, the slingshot thing that, you, that they show in the Monster Hunter world. Uh, there's a new thing called the Clutch Claw. Where it's literally a claw that's on your, basically, you're like Spider-Man. You use the claw and you point it at the monster. And wherever you point it at, you'll be drawn to the monster and you'll land on the monster. That's very important for a hammer user because you can constantly be attacking the head. It doesn't matter if they're up in the air. Because most of the time, uh, it's like if you, you play D&D. So it's like, when it's the one guy, it's a big, it's a meme that I've seen. It's a dude that's playing baseball. He's a big old buff, like big dude and it says when you're a level whatever barbarian waiting for the monster to land and yeah that's basically what hammers had to do back in the day oh the monster's flying i can't really do anything right now nah fuck that clutch claw up in the air and i've i have gotten so many like clutch clawed up in the air and knocked them out of the air and that's the best fucking feeling in the world is knocking a monster out of the air so I'm in the process of building a set that I've seen that is completely fucking bonkers right now, but I'm just in the process of farming. I haven't gotten to play as much as I wanted because I've been so busy this week, but it's very fucking stellar, and I recommend anyone that is interested in playing it to pick it up and play the shit out of it because it's a very good game right now. And uh, trying to think of what else I played. I played more Yakuza 0. I uh, got through more Majima stuff. I've gotten uh, got to Kiryu, Kiryu's. Finally got his new set of clothes, so he doesn't look like you a. Do, you doing the uh, the real estate management shit yet? Yeah, that's what we're starting into. Like I just had I did my first one, and I, man, I didn't. I thought you were fucking with me. I did not realize how fucking pinnacle all this real estate shit was in this game. <laughs> it's so it's, fucking. It's stupid. actually really important that you do that. I know because yeah. you need money. <laughs> Yeah. You need money to do shit. Not only that, but it progresses the main storyline of the game. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, it's like, good. I, I stopped playing Yakuza 0. I think I took out four of the five real estate bosses. So, I got to take out the person in the theater district. Oh, yeah. I met those guys. The, mm-hmm. the what is it? The uh, They're the king's. The five yeah, kings. Yeah, there you go. The, the, enterta- five kings. the entertainment king, the transportation king, all that shit. So, mm-hmm. man, we got to get more into that. So, I've also been, me and my wife have been compiling our list of horror movies for October. So, we've gotten a good list of like 20 different movies we're going to watch. A lot of movies that we've already seen. We just like to rewatch them. So, are you going to make her watch Brain Scan? 
Yes, it's on there. I bought the Blu-ray. Okay. She, but she brought up a good point. She goes, but you told me the ending already. And I was like, yeah, that movie kind of is fucked over if you, when, if you know the ending, but we're still watching it. She goes, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a list of a bunch of good ones. I actually got some pickups, too, when I landed in Memphis on Monday after the marathon. I uh, Actually, let's talk about my pickups in Pittsburgh, because for Christ's sakes, I didn't think I was going to have enough room in my suitcases for all these damn systems I bought. And was gifted because you got me a Wii U, which let me also tell you how fucking frustrating it is because apparently the old Wii U that I gave my niece still has my Nintendo ID connected to it. So I have to go over instead of calling Nintendo and I just I mean, they live right up up the road. I went over there yesterday to to log out of it and I put my password into wrong too many times. So I'm just like I'm out of there. for I'm just like, God damn it. I just want to update this Wii U and get my fucking software. So, but I had a Wii U. I bought an Xbox, an original Xbox for like 50 bucks, and it works well. Je- the controls in Jet Set Radio Future are in the first five seconds so much better than anything in regular <laughs> Jet Set Radio. So, I don't know, man. Do you feel that there is like a big downgrade when it comes to the uh, the graphics, like the feel and the aesthetic? The color, yeah, I can see it right away. The colors, okay. the colors aren't that vibrant. They tried to make it a little bit more real. The colors are there, but it looks like they just need to take like the hue bar and slide it over to the right a little bit just to make everything pop more. Right. But I don't care. I'm going to fucking play it because the controls are so good. So uh, then also I picked up a Genesis Model 2. That works. So everything works. So I'm happy about that. Uh, But when I landed in Memphis, I went to a a retro store in Memphis and I found a bunch of because after playing all those Dreamcast games I had to get some of like Virtual Tennis and mm-hmm. uh, there was a couple other ones that I got in there nothing super noteworthy besides like Virtual Tennis and I got the Sega Smash Pack and uh, I got Sega base, <laughs> base Bass Fishing all that shit but then I remember you and Scotty talking about this game called Tales Adventure on the Game Gear and I heard that it was, I was like, man, I think this game's like pretty rare because I've never seen it before and all that. And I looked it up on Game Value and I think a loose copy goes for like 44 or 45 bucks, something like that. Yeah. This guy sold it to me for 20 bucks. So, and it's an import because I don't think it ever got an American release. I don't think. I think it did. Did it? Well, I got the Japanese one. This is the import. And, okay. But, I mean, even if. 20 bucks and then even if I do like maybe somebody else wants it like I can make a profit off it or something so I, I did a little bit of sell to me so there you go I already bought it got a buyer so there we go but uh, I would like to play it though but my retro freak doesn't have the game gear attachment and I don't want to spend the extra hundred dollars on it so it's a hundred dollars to get the attachment it's something like 75 to 100 bucks or something like that wow it's, it's an import can't get it in America so uh, yeah, I guess. Fuck. Same with the... Uh, so the the Retro Freak plays Famicom games, but it doesn't play Nintendo games because the pins are different. The connector's different. So you have yeah, to... Yeah, that's right. You have to have a Nintendo to Famicom. You have to have a 72-pin to 60-pin con- uh, converter. Yeah. So, and that's another, like, 100 bucks, too. So it's crazy. But... Uh, that sucks. Yeah, I got some... Pretty good pickups. I'm excited to play that Bloodweight game because Scotty said it's a spiritual, or I think it's supposed to be like a somewhat sequel to Hydro Thunder. 
because mm-hmm. we found out that I'm the best at Hydro Thunder in the Mega Visions crew. <laughs> <laughs> I let Graham beat me just for the sport of it. No, Graham won that one. So, but uh, that was about the only game I was good at when we were playing on the. the I'm just still astounded that we made so much money on that just to sit down and play video games for all that time. Mm-hmm. There were there were many times at the end where someone was like, you want to play? I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> someone was like, why don't you play Poe Caliber? I was like, nah, I already did, I already did my time with Poe Caliber. I'm good. <laughs> the crazy no, tax. St- still Poe Caliber champion. Mm, what did I tell you? I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but I told you. You know exactly what I told you. I'm still on top. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's just going to make your fall just that much sweeter one day. Yeah, but it's not that far of a fall, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're getting old, man. Even a small fall will take you down. <laughs> It'll break a hit. Yep. Uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, that was that was fucking awesome. So, Scott, I, and I thank Scotty, too. I, I thanked him for opening his house to 12 people for a weekend because that was rough. Like... Granted, here where like my house or your house, twelve people, but probably probably wouldn't be as bad as in a two bedroom townhouse apartment. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it was hot in that motherfucker. It was, and yeah. most of us were all in one room, so yeah. But uh, trying to think of what else, I haven't really watched a whole lot of stuff. I've got a list of anime that I'm wanting to watch, but just haven't got around to it. Just been trying to play more and more Monster Hunter. That's what I've been trying to do. So. That's basically my week. It's fucking boring as shit, so. Nah, I forgive you. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, news? Let's do the news. I think this one, this week might actually be a short week because we got through our fucking, our weeks in it's less, less than an hour. Hey, that's it good for us. Still a fucking hour. That's good for us. That's really good for uh, us, so. Kicking off, UK's Digital Culture, Media, and Sports Committee recommends a ban on loot boxes. Uh, This is a huge win for the anti-DLC, anti-loot box committee or group. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me too. (laughs) So the DCMS, as it's called in the UK has published an investigation on the effects of in-game gambling and other addictive mechanics, releasing an 84 page report on the topic. Um, in their findings, they request that loot boxes be removed from games sold towards children. And they're also recommending that the European union rating board, Peggy apply the same rating it used for gambling software mm-hmm. onto those games now. So I believe that automatically raises it from like, ESRB equivalent from like E to an M or an E to a T. It's like one of the two. Damn. Yeah. But it, it, it needs to be done because at this point, and again, we, we can't go one fucking week without talking about loot boxes. I swear to God, but <laughs> it's just, that's our thing now. Just like we're the loot box podcast. So, <laughs> yep. but uh, this is good because it's targeting, you know, it's making, it's saying, we need they need to be banned for children like we're adults i can handle loot boxes in my games even though it's fucking annoying i can deal with it i know not to purchase that stuff if i'm a 30 year old spending ten thousand dollars a year on loot boxes then a let's hope i have that disposable income and b 
you know, that's my that's decision. That's my fault. I have to own that. But access to children, that's not groovy, man. That's not cash money. That shit needs to be taken care of. <laughs> that's not cash money. It's not. That's just not. If I could, if I'm, I'm gonna put. I wish we could put the fucking Godzilla meme in here, but <laughs> it's not. No. Just edit it for the video. I'll just put it, and it's gonna go in right <laughs> here. There we go. Uh, but yeah, it, we start looking at it too uh, in the BBC. What well, this was uh, actually the BBC's web, website. Uh, the Digital Culture and Media and Sports Committee inquiring into addictive and immersive technologies heard stories of young adults who had built up debts of thousands of pounds uh, through spending in games, which we have covered on previous podcasts and all that stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm saying this wrong. Is it Jagex or Jagex? J-A-G-E-X? I think it's Jagex. Jagex? The company behind online game uh, RuneScape admitted players could spend up to a thousand pounds a week up to 5,000 pounds a month. Call Grams. Ask him how much that is in U.S. dollars. It's, it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. I think it's like a dollar and a quarter to every pound. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I a think lot of money. Yeah, because I think he was talking about how he spent 140 pounds, and that equaled out to like 175 bucks. Some so, shit like that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, we've been saying it nonstop. This shit needs to be cracked down harder for stuff for kids. It's they're gambling. They're not surprise mechanics. They're not all this shit. They need to be taken care of. Uh, but companies aren't going to do it because it's one of their biggest rev- like. Would you like out of the moral like for karma? They're like you should not do this because it's not good to target children. Well, I'm making two hundred million dollars a year. Do, would you want to go down to, you know, ten million dollars a year? No, you'd keep going with that to make all that money that you could because mm-hmm. you're a. Sh- I'm gonna I mean you you could also take the uh the approach that um was it Take Two Interactive is mm-hmm. going? I think it's Take Two. Yeah. Where it's just like just just blatantly show off like, hey, loot boxes, gambling, here's a fucking slot machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Try to get as much money as possible. Like you know what it is. Just, yeah. just fucking spend the money until the party's over. Yep. Um That's things reference. to note on this though. Yeah. Uh first off, the DMS the DCMS does not have any authority. Mm-hmm. It's a recommendation. Right. It still has to go through Parliament in order for it to be put into law. They've even said to the, the like, we're like, we know we don't have power here, but you should really do this. <laughs> yeah. The second thing is that we were just talking about the UK, um, especially with Brexit going on. This is probably going to have minimal impact. This is probably not on their top five to take care of right now. (laughs) Right. Especially since within the last month or two, they came out and said it doesn't fall in lines with gambling. And they gave their reasonings why. But they were just like, look, it's technically not gambling. So we're not going to pursue this any further. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that's going to mean in the long haul. Um, The U.S. has been going back and forth on this shit. Both sides of the house are just like, nah, fuck this. But going back to the good take- things. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just saying, like all all in all, good things coming out of this. So yeah, going back to the take two thing. Did you see like how fucking buggy that game? We're talking about NBA 2K20. Uh, that game's so buggy right now. Like even professional. I, I fucking kicked that shit to the curb, man. I didn't give a shit. It's it's an NBA game. The yeah. only sports game that I ever go out of my way to play. Every now and then, is like football. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't even play the hockey so, games. I'll go back and play like 1994 Wayne Gretzky's hockey on Super Nintendo or ice hockey on Nintendo, like NES. But that's about it. <laughs> so two years ago, when Madden 17 came out, I went and bought Madden 16 because I'll be damned if I pay more than ten dollars mm-hmm. on a fucking football game. Yep. Um, when the, la- the last has, year has everything that this year's got, just not the same. Yeah, cover. like I don't give a fuck about these players, and it's the cover that has the New York Giants on it. That was the last year that they had a chance to <laughs> have a positive record. So. Yeah, I think it was uh, Adam Kovic from Inside Gaming was saying like he he doesn't understand why they just don't instead of like making brand new games every year for the for sports games. Why don't you just make like why not just update it? Yeah, updates or DLC or like expansions stuff like that. Just update it in this day and age it's so easy my fucking monster hunter update was 36 gigs for iceborne it's super easy I mean, to do i agree with you but now uh, let's get to, stop talking about loot boxes what's the next story uh more depressing it's news. our other segment <laughs> it's our other segment that we have each week uh, how how bad is gamestop going into the hole this week chris so if i'm going to put it into like terms that i usually use it they're two minutes to midnight man uh i'm telling uh, iron maiden they're gonna sue you <laughs> i don't give a fuck uh all that really means is like they they are one foot in the grave uh gamestop moves closer to doomsday as they close 200 more low performing stores um on globe newswire they released a report showing off their second quarter fiscal results doesn't look good um, <laughs> So they reported that uh, total global sales decreased by 14.3% uh, to $1.3 billion. And I think that they were like projected to get $1.6 billion. They had decreases in five of the six tenants that they were aiming for. So new oh hardware, God. new hardware sales decreased 41.1%. New software decreased. 5.3% with the only growth in that section coming from the Nintendo Switch. Accessories decreased 9.5. Pre-owned games declined 17.5. Digital receipts decreased 11.2%. Uh, collectibles, like I guess their Think Geek or their Pop Vinyl yeah, bullshit, yeah. is the only increase. They went up by 21%. Oh my god. That's the only positive that they've had. Now, I say, oh, my God, but we were in Pittsburgh. I looked up and saw the fucking Mega Man X buster, and I almost shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, so they've got a lot of cool shit that's not gaming-related. Yep. Uh, but as a result of this, now they're just going to start closing mm-hmm. the low-performing stores, which when you have 5,700 stores. That's what I was about wide, to say, yeah. 200 is not that many. Um, but it still sucks. And the the excuse that they're coming down to is that we're currently, with the exception of the Nintendo Switch, we're currently dealing with a new console generation on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So, of course, no games would be, be would be sold. Of course, no hardware would be sold because there's no games coming out for yeah. these consoles, or there's fewer games coming out for these consoles. Or everyone has their consoles. The way, exactly. So what do you do when the majority of the populace has the console that is currently being offered? 
collectibles. The sales go down. <laughs> you get buy collectibles. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like he has a point. I definitely feel like that he has a point. Um, but it's still, you can't, you're going to fail trying to fight Amazon. Yep. Amazon has already, like, taking down Walmart and Walmart's trying to fight back with their own version of the online store. They've killed Toys R Us. They've killed uh, just a lot of traditional brick and mortar stores. I mean, I can tell you, you that just get everything to delivered to your house. Yeah. Like Best Buy tried to do it. And I think they still do it now that they price match Amazon. So if you're, cause most of the time, if I'm in Best Buy and I'll look at like, I, I'm that guy that the minute I go in somewhere to buy something, or I see something that piques my interest and I didn't like research it or anything, I go straight to my phone. And I'm just like, how much is it on Amazon? Oh, $10 cheaper on Amazon and I can use my credit card and get points towards a purchase. And I don't have to put on pants to go get the package. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do Amazon. So I'm, I, I've done that all the time. Uh, I do that too. Have you seen these uh, fucking basically... Uh, you could grocery shop online and then just go pick that shit up. We do it with Walmart every now and then. Well, I mean, granted, your wife probably doesn't want to go to Walmart when she's not when she's off. So, yeah. Uh, I've always I so that's the one thing I thought about doing it, but then I realized that I actually enjoy grocery shopping just because it's peaceful sometimes. Even though people where I live right now don't fucking understand the etiquette of walking down. A fucking aisle. Sorry, I had to get it out. But uh, what are you talking about? All right, so all right, here we go. I, I was hoping you would ask. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in America, we drive on the right side of the road, correct? And yeah. uh, oncoming traffic is coming from the left side, correct? Yeah. That's exactly how it should be when you're walking down the condiment aisle in Walmart. You understand what I'm saying here? So I get what you're saying, but I don't I don't care. I do, and I, it pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, if I see an opening, I'm just going to I'm just going to drive through there. Well, that's so fine. That's that's side. like passing. But when you literally like I I I'm sorry, we live in a day and age where I can call somebody or I can text somebody, but if Evelyn and Fucking whoever else is in the middle of the aisle talking about who the fuck had a heart attack two days ago. I'm going to be like, bitches, please move. Like, get out of the way. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's I'm, I get very angry about irrational things. And it just makes me feel better at the end of the day. I have to get it out. Otherwise, it turns into cancer. All <laughs> you got to say is pardon me really loud. Oh, fuck that. I'm not saying pardon me to these baby boomer bitches. So... <laughs> You're welcome for the podcast title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these baby boomer bitches. So anyway, uh, I was also well, going to bring. I gotta up. write that down. <laughs> uh, going back to, uh, I had I lost it. I was going to talk about something with GameStop, but I totally fucking forgot. Oh, uh, speaking of like you know these people are lo- a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs and all that stuff too. We didn't have it on the docket, but you saw the stuff with Rooster Teeth, right? Yeah. They had to lay off. They they actually... So, every corporation does that corporate email. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, right? They yeah. they have to do it. The, the positive email delivering the bad news. Yeah. I think one of my favorite memes I've, I've seen lately 
you know, do you remember Eon Flux, the show Eon Flux that came yeah. out on MTV? You remember how the opening started where it looked like a Venus flytrap capturing a, a fly, but it was actually the lady's eye? Yeah. Uh, my, the favorite meme is when that eye rolls, it says, we're not just a team, we're a family. And it shows that eye rolling back in the head. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. It's like, no, I'm not your family. But yeah, uh, they did the email rooster teeth in Austin, their Austin headquarters. They had to lay off 200 people. Uh, but they did address it. A couple of the people from inside gaming addressed it and all that stuff. So they said it sucks, but that's business sometimes. So we- yeah. But, I don't know, maybe we should start, you know how they do the, I don't want to say college bracket for like football or baseball or anything like that, or be like, you know how someone will do a calendar and be like, oh, this is the day, This I'm going to bet this is the day that this is going to happen. That's what we need to make for GameStop. We need to figure out what we're going to do, like, I, like we need to get a group of people to be like, what day is it going to happen? What day is it going to be announced that GameStop is going to be gone? And then we all like put $100 into the pot. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a really, it's a really like difficult lottery. It is. Um, the thing is, is that I don't think the GameStop is necessarily going to go away. I think that they're going to do something very similar yeah. to what Toys R Us is doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen some of the articles that are coming out, the CFO is really pushing this reboot thing. Um, and not necessarily just with, the the stores because i mean we've talked about what they plan on doing with the stores um they're also really pushing like oh we just like reopened our online storefront whatever the fuck that means yeah like i don't i haven't i haven't been on their their webpage like the the gamestop site in a bit but apparently it's it's supposed to be like revamped or some shit like that i went on there the other day looking at retro games but then i talked myself out of it because i wasn't gonna get any of the og cases with them (laughs) Yeah, you you only want to get like cartridges or yeah, you don't want to get like CDs that. and shit. So, yep. Oh shit, Link's Awakening comes out this week. Yeah, it comes out on twenty. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I can't buy any more games because I'm playing Monster Hunter. I feel bad for Astral Chain because I have not picked it back up because Monster Hunter came out. <laughs> My wife is playing it and she is really really enjoying it, mm. which I figure that she would because she's a huge Bayonetta fan. Mm, yeah. So. I just push anything that Platinum makes and give it to her and go ahead. Tell me how it plays. Write a review and then I'll post it online. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, like you said, I, we joke around and we're saying like, Oh, when's it going to happen? Yeah. I honestly don't think that GameStop is completely going to go out of business. They're going to do something like you said with the toys R us and all that stuff. Uh, but they might be getting out of the brick and mortar. Like, I don't know how much longer. I give it two years, two years for the brick and mortar. I think they're going to try to hold out for the new generation to come out. Yeah. And see if, but with the, with the strength that digital sales have been showing Mm. for the last five or so years, um, it's only a matter of time before they close up shop. So as I always say, get ready for them sales that are going to start going on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or they'll just destroy everything like uh, GameStop does. <laughs> like Best Buy does. Oh, that breaks my heart. Anyway, I'm taking the next one because it's about a hentai game. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you, have have you ever watched this hentai? Heard... Yep. <laughs> 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 it's, pr- 
pretty fucking weird. There's some good ones, and then there's some more just... You ever watch one where you're just like, man, what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> so, this one, this series is a little... It can be a little rough sometimes. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But uh, the game, hentai visual novel, Taimon... Time Taimanin? Time oh, oh my god, if you're gonna take it, know the name. Uh, Taimanin Asagi. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't read the articles when I'm watching my hentais. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it is a visual novel that was released in Japan by Lilith Soft in 2005. Uh, they had their game, their first chapter of their game, taken off of Steam due to claims of under of depicting underage sex. I guess you'll just you just blatantly say it like that. Uh, I'm going to disagree with this. I think basically someone in Steam. First of all, Steam just puts fucking anything on there. Like, we've seen it. We They put any game on there. And first of all, I'm not advocating, you know, underage sex or, or anything like that. But what I'm thinking of here is somebody saw all these characters. And in one screenshot that they have, it's like a wallpaper. There's one girl that's in a school, uh, school uniform. But she is a very endowed woman. That's how I'm going to say it. So... That I don't know. I believe someone saw that and were like, "Oh, that's an underage girl. We got to take this game down." But let me pull up another article here real quick. Here's my take on it. Yes, I want to hear your take on it because you're a fucking okay. pervert just as much as I am. Okay, this this is this is my take on it. All right, someone at Steam mm -hmm. knows what Time in Asagi is. Mm -hmm. Okay, it is a very aggressive and hardcore. Yes series there is a lot of things for not the grading things that end up happening in this series yes sir 100 percent. and i think they saw that and they were just like no this is not coming on here because i you could possibly make the argument that this is in the same vein as the game rape day yeah there's we know that the anime or, you know, the... There's the some aggressive scenes. Really hardcore shit. Um, and they made... I don't want to say a knee-jerk reaction because I don't blame the guy. I think that that would probably be, like, a, a really risky move to make. Um, but to say that it's due to the character might be perceived as underage... They're pointing back to, like, I guess a mouse pad that mm -hmm. had all the characters on it. And then they had the girl that looked like she was in the schoolgirl uniform. The school outfit. Yeah. Um, but there's a Reddit post that was, like, just yep. talking about the event. And one of the people on there, protagonist, the protagonist X, is like, I'm 100% sure that she's not in the first game. She only appears in her own game, which wasn't coming to Steam anyway. Mm -hmm. As far as I remember, there's only one character in a school uniform, but there isn't a single scene set in the school. Um, and then he just goes on and it's just like, you know, maybe they can go sell it on this platform now. That That's not the point. And really... Someone got spooked. <laughs> Yeah, because the issue is not necessarily from the way that I'm looking at, looking at it that, oh, no, Time in Asagi is not coming to Steam. I almost say good. The issue that I'm coming down to is that Steam makes the claim that they allow everything on the platform yep. and then starts taking shit down. They say that they're going to take a very libertarian stance and allowing people to decide with their wallets and then take that right away. 
there are certain like situations rape where day. I would <laughs> agree with that. Rape day, school shooter simulator. Yeah. Uh, hatred. Even which I think that game came back. Even that one, like it's 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 a it's one like it's a suicide game where you actively try to kill yourself. Haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little, it's a weird thing. I watched someone like play, do a little playthrough video of it, and they had to do the whole disclaimer beforehand and all that. But yeah, man, I don't know. It's, it's a weird time I right j- now. I just think that, you know, with a stance like this, if you're going to say that you're going to allow anything, there are going to be people that are going to push the envelope. Yep, as we've seen. So anyway, I think I apologize. I'm I'm sorry for anyone that can't get this game on Steam, but uh, just go watch the videos. You'll be fine. You'll get an idea. Yeah. You're not playing the game for the story. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that's not what this game is for. No. Uh, Next one's pretty big one. Let me pull up. I, I have all the tweets pulled up first. Let me pull up the actual article first. So, uh, young developers on Starbound say Chucklefish, which everything put aside, I love that name. Chucklefish is a good name. Uh, exploited their free work. Uh, former developer. So, go ahead. Before that, do you know who Chucklefish is? Yes, they're the creators of like Stardew Valley, and they're the publisher of Stardew okay, Valley. Okay, publishers. They've only made two games. They've made Starbound, and they also made, to my fucking surprise, Wargroove which I've been enjoying quite a bit of. Oh, okay. Uh, Wargroove is like the the Advance Wars, but it's like medieval. It's almost like a cross between uh, Advance Wars and Fire Emblem. But they've also fucking published uh, Stardew Valley, Pocket Rumble, um, Le- uh, not Lena's Insight, Risk of Rain, mm-hmm. and also, you know, Starbound. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the main, like, I guess you could say head honcho of this group uh, was Finn Bryce, or is Finn Bryce, correct? He yeah. is basically the guy, one of the, I think he is either the creator, or he, he worked on Terrar- Terraria. Like, that was a, Terraria was like a huge commercial success and all that stuff. And uh, what basically what it comes down to is Finn Bryce got a lot of people to work on Starbound, but bottom line, didn't fucking pay him. Like, at all. They, he pulled the old, like, oh, well... A lot, and a lot of people decided to work with Finn Bryce strictly because, like, oh, I can work with somebody that's in the industry. I'm not in the industry. I can, you know, get my foot in the door and all that. And a lot of the people you can see from the tweets that that were made, like, from this uh, gentleman named... Uh, at Damon Risu. Uh, uh, I started out my game dev career working on Starbound for almost two years. I was 16... I worked hundreds of hours and wasn't paid a single cent for it while the company made unbelievable amounts of money off my labor and and that of around a dozen other unpaid workers. The, I'm a very firm believer that if you do the work, you should get paid. Like, that's just how mm-hmm. the world works. But there was a lot of manipulation going on. Like like I said, this guy, this kid was 16 when he first started. So a lot of these people had never worked in the industry before so they're trying to get their foot in the door so they're doing the whole like we'll pay you in exposure bullshit line too there's another uh twitter feed coming from a guy named clark powell 
Yeah. Says, I almost did the audio and music for Starbound, almost until the director told me that this was going to be unpaid. Mm -hmm. He revealed that none of the artists or coders were getting paid either, and I said that didn't seem right to me. He just exploded at me after that. He launched into this foul-mouthed screed about how I was being entitled and how he would just do the music himself because I was probably bad at my job anyway. All the artists and coders present just went silent until he was done. It clearly wasn't the first time that he was doing this. I spoke to some of the workers afterwards. They have all been given promises of future pay, continuing because all the time, uh, continuing because of all the time and love that they had already poured into Starbound. Their passion for games was abused by an industry star, and it wasn't an isolated incident. Nope. So, so this sounds very Randy Pitchfordy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that fucking thing on Twitter. I can't fucking believe they put that in Borderlands 3. <laughs> but the... Th yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, the, the big thing is, is that in the United States, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't know if this took place in the United States. I don't remember if Chucklefish is a U.S. company. Like, there are certain laws when it comes to fucking teenage work, isn't there? Like, I, I don't know the details when it comes to, like, working online or... Uh, whatever, but this isn't an internship. No, this was, you know what I mean? This from what I feel like who the, the young people that were brought onto this, that's might've been what they thought it was like, Oh, this is like an internship, like all that stuff. But no, this was someone that was an e like someone that is clearly an ego maniac thinking that it, like the thing is too, I can understand about the future pay and not paying someone. If your company wasn't making money, Right. Like we I've worked with company like I've worked with individuals and stuff before on things. And they're like, well, you know, we can't really we're not going to be able to pay right now because we aren't making money off this. And I was like, that's fine. I just want to work on this. But that's not right. the situation here. Fucking Bryce making millions of dollars walking away with just millions in their pocket. And what also is terrible in this situation, there are some people that ne never even got the promise of future pay. Or got the promise of pay at all. So then it created this divide of anger and resentment between the people that were getting paid sometime. And then the people just aren't getting fucking paid at all. It's just like, oh, well, at least you guys are getting paid so you can do the work. And it's just like, and that's another thing that I believe Bryce antagonized too. He would be like, well, he was just starting, what do you call it? Internal workplace arguments that didn't need to be done. Internal workplace conflict. Yes, conflict, and yeah. uh, well, any like that's that's a clear diversion technique. Be like, oh, let's divert them away mm -hmm. from this, so I can walk out the you know with my cartoon fucking bags of money and all that stuff. But I don't know, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of sh this is a, something that we're probably going to be hearing more of within the next few weeks. So. Yeah, I expect them to probably do a follow up on this. Um, Cause it's interesting because in 2017, Chuck, uh, Starbound sold 2.5 million dollars. Yeah, or it's 2.5 million copies. So, motherfuckers were getting paid just in the pre-orders in 2013. They generated a million dollars in sales in under three weeks. Yeah, there's money being like, made here. The information that has been presented to us at this current time, I hope that everyone that had to deal with this that didn't get their pay eventually gets 
something out of this. Maybe they don't even want anything out of it. They just want the story to be told. So I can fully agree with that too. Moral of the story is don't, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like get paid for what you're good at. And a lot of times, a lot of times this comes and I, I'm, I've been suffering from this as well is sometimes you're just like, you think you're not good enough. So you're like, yeah, I shouldn't get paid for this because this isn't that good. But no, you're, you're putting time in it. You're invested. That's the thing. You know me. You can. That's my motto. You can't fucking buy time. Yeah. So if you're going to do something for a company, pay them and get paid if you're the person doing it. Any artist that we've mm-hmm. ever talked to about making logos and stuff like that or anything, I'm just like, all right, what we're going to give you some money. Like, we're going to give you compensation. Like, and you can't just be like, oh, well, we'll do it for free. And like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you some money because this is your work. So, but yeah, I am actually very interested to see the follow-ups with the rest of this stuff. So the next thing is kind of a cool story because this video was fucking beautiful. Square Enix showed off this crazy tech demo. Um, it's called Backstage. So the video itself, it, it's just this short two-minute video. I actually got the music playing in the background on accident. It's a short I'm two-minute video. I'm playing the video, video right now for... Yeah. Um, it's, it's showcasing the, their new engine. I think it's, I think it's like an updated luminous engine, uh, utilizing NVIDIA's GeForce RTX 2080. Ray tracing. Uh, yeah. Ray tracing. And then like this new thing called path tracing. Yeah. Uh, one of the articles you sent me was the Wikipedia fucking page. To, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently it utilizes path tracing, which Per Wikipedia, it's the algorithm integrating all over the illuminescence, arriving to a single point on the surface. This illuminescence is then reduced by a surface reflective function to determine how much of it will go towards the viewpoint of the camera. Um, essentially, all that mumbo jumbo means the lighting in this in this engine looks really fucking good. Yeah. The lighting and the shadows in this are fucking phenomenal. And the reflections in this, like, it's not even a gameplay demo. It's just a two-minute little video. And it looks fucking beautiful. It looks like something you'd see in, like, like high-level movie makers and shit like that. Like, when I saw the Final Fantasy... 15 movie mm-hmm. uh king's glaive i think it's called king's glaive. such a good name <laughs> it's badass i'm super jealous you fucking edgelord <laughs> i don't give a shit oh uh, the character models in that ga- in that movie look really fucking good and they weren't stiff like they like they're they were very fluid um this is just leaps and bounds better than it. And it's knowing that that's coming out for this console generation mm-hmm. is mind blowing, which means 10 years from now, what the fuck is it going to be like? Can you imagine? Okay. So what did we have 10 years ago? We had the, Wii. was it that was it that time? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, the PS three had just come out. Okay. Let's go back to, let's just go back to like this. Uh, Genesis era. Actually, no. PS3 was 2006, so 2009, they were about three years Yeah. In. So let's say, let's go back to Super Nintendo and like Genesis and all that stuff. Could you fucking imagine that video games were going to look like this now? No. This is fucking insane, man. No. I will say that back in 
2001, 2002, there was a a little, like, mock commercial Mm -hmm. for something called the PlayStation 9, which was, like, (laughs) this virtual reality thing that went over into your ear and went over your eyes, and the entire world was your playground, more or less. Ready Player One. (laughs) Very similar to that. That's not going to be the PlayStation 9. That's like going to be like PlayStation 6. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to it. We're getting real close to that shit. So You remember when, did you ever watch any like old 3D movies? Like I'm talking uh, like... I jo- saw Spirits Within. Like I'm talking like Jaws 3 was a 3D movie. Like I'm talking like 80s 3D movies. The 3D movies back then were fucking garbage. And now 3D has come back. I'm not a fan of 3D, but these new movies that have 3D 3D in them are fucking beautiful. I think my first 3D movie was My Bloody Valentine. The 2009 remake? Yeah. That's not a bad one. Uh, I just, you know how I am. Like, give me the fucking virtual world. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. like, also, I, like, give me, like... Chop my arm off and give me... I don't want anything on this body to be real anymore. I just want to be a fucking cyborg. Let's do this shit. So, Download my consciousness into mm-hmm. the grid. Yep. And then let me run like an emulation website so that I can be shut down by Nintendo. <laughs> oh, God. They... That would have been a really great segue, but unfortunately we have no... Yeah, we didn't have that story to go with. So. <laughs> uh, but you know, it is getting shut down. Something that we both own... <laughs> and never fucking use. I don't know if you I've never not. used uh, Discord never Nitro's video it. games. So okay, so apparently, in case you didn't know, uh, if you had a Nitro subscription with Discord, you got free games every single month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Discord has now taken that away because they've realized nobody's fucking using. Yeah, it. it's not even like sugared up. Like why the reason they, it, the reason is it's like yeah, no, we played them. So why are we going to... Re- yeah. Because they have to pay money every year to renew these contracts. Yeah. So back in... I don't remember... I think it was back in 2018 or 2017, they announced that they were going to start um, coming out with their own storefront. Mm-hmm. Discord was going to be the next Steam. Yep. And people were just like... What? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Everything interfaces with Steam and GOG... And what have you. And now you're making your own thing that doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like the Apple Arcade. Why? <laughs> but when it first came out, it wasn't that bad. At first they started like selling their own games and they started off in Canada and yeah. you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. And then they came out with the subscription service and it came out with sixty titles. Because everyone has and a I fucking subscription service now. No one remembered that they have it. Like, cause I, I looked at it once. The the reason I got it was to get better, uh, bit rates for doing video calls and shit like that. I didn't do it for the video games. Yeah. I just wanted to send larger files to people. Which, that was it. Which by the way, when the video games go away, everyone, uh, the subscribers, uh, it goes from 50 megabytes to hundred megabytes for everybody. Which is cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope. Um, I think the only game that I ever downloaded for it was Jedi Outcast, and I never played it. <laughs> uh, well, to go into a little bit more detail about this, uh, moving forward, Discord said it intends to create more features, fun, and enhancements for Discord Nitro users. The subscription will remain at nine ninety nine per month. 
uh, $9.99 per month. But the company is doubling the file upload size in, uh, to increase for subscribers to 100 megabytes. Discord said it'll also work to make your Nitro Boost more powerful, starting by reducing the number of boosts needed to reach level 3 from 50 to 20. That's a pretty big drop. So, and with the more levels that you get in Discord Nitro, you get more perks, like you get higher bit rates, you get higher storage unit, or uh, like being able to transfer larger files. Uh, you get like, this is the weird part, because they integrate, like Discord and Twitch integrate with each other, so you can get your Twitch emotes on in Discord, but mm -hmm. Discord offers you uh, your server, like you can create your own emotes for that server and all that stuff, so... I don't know. It seems interesting. Like I said, the main reason that I did it was to be able to stream video calls and stuff at a better bit rate. So, yeah. Am I what? broke up about the games? No. <laughs> no, mainly one. I owned all the games for. It. Yeah. If it was an indie title, it's on my switch. If it's a PC game, it's on my fucking steam. Yeah. Or my Epic game store. <laughs> Oh, I don't have that yet. Nah, don't. I haven't I haven't made the jump. I don't. I only did it for Dauntless, and then I stopped playing it because Monster Hunter Iceborne came out. I heard Dauntless was really good, though. Dauntless isn't bad. I'll give them that. Dauntless is fun. But it ain't Monster Hunter, so I'm going back to Monster Hunter. There's a game that's coming out through Epic Game Store, and I don't remember if it was PC exclusive, but if it was, I was definitely going to download it because I really wanted to play it. Oh, speaking of which, I played Outer Wilds. Oh yeah, that's what it's called. How was that? Uh, it's interesting. So this is the game where every twenty-two minutes the world's like the universe blows up, like you get caught in a supernova and shit like that. Which every single time that I've gotten blown up, I've always wanted to watch the supernova come at me, mm -hmm. but I was always stuck somewhere so I couldn't fucking see it, and it's been pissing me off. You're such a dad. It's like when a tornado warning happens. Where's dad? <laughs> yeah, he'll look at he's, it. <laughs> he's, he's outside looking at the tornado. Um, but the the interesting thing is that you start off the game and you're just like, hey, you're going to go explore what these this ancient civilization once did and shit like that. And at the very beginning of the game, this statue like turns towards you and looks at you That's... and has like these these eyes that come at you it's like oh wow okay this must be important clearly <laughs> and then every single time that the world or the universe blows up you go back to that spot in time but you retain all your memories and all your data sounds a lot like majora's mask kinda i think that they they you know might have thought of majora's mask when they thought this game up mm -hmm. Uh, there's no combat. You're just really just walking around and exploring. Is it which like puzzles is fun and to stuff? me? Uh, I don't know about puzzles. It's really more or less like you're walking around and scanning shit as you go. Oh, okay. So, I mean, if you liked, what's that game that did really bad and then was bad? No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. No Man's Sky is great um, now. Yeah, now it's good. But if you like No Man's Sky, then it's kind of like that. I like the aesthetic. I mean the the world is cool. What's the name of the game that's supposed um, to be just Space Fallout? Outer Limits. No, that's a movie. That's no. a show. <laughs> uh, it's made by Obsidian, I think. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're not saying the wrong. Oh, fact check. Outer Worlds. That's what you said. The game that you were just playing was called. No, you said Outer Wilds. Out oh wow, that's really fucking. Yeah. it's like so Scrubverse and on... Subverse. <laughs> so I kept on fucking it up. 
like, I just kept fucking ago. it up. <laughs> and I just recently got it down right. So It's like Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon. <laughs> Dreamcast Dreamless Marathon. Whatever the fucking thing it's is. It's Dreamless in my heart. So, What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing, are we this, doing week? this week? Uh, this week, Tuesday, we are streaming more Yakuza 0. And Thursday... I am going to see who can host a fighting game because I'm going to see Promare. So <laughs> I'm probably going to host a fighting game because Brett can't do it because he's got a job. Yeah, I'm thinking I you think should probably nice. do like SoCal or six. But we also might have to do because TJ said that he doesn't really have his subscription services set up on PS4 and Xbox One right now. So we might need to go with something on PS3. So fine whatever i don't know i got that list i'll share with you it's a whole bunch of you can do grow play some grow mark of the wolves is, yeah I, I have it on xbox one and the original arcade i don't have it on ps3 i have to get it on ps3 yeah you should you could be yeah on that one there's jojo's bizarre adventure on there too so you can play eyes of heaven or the old arcade game so anyway uh and i'm playing a lot more monster hunter that's what I'm going to be doing. And then Sunday, I will. we will have to make sure to record the podcast on Saturday next week because I will be going to Austin on Sunday. i got to go there for a week for work. Very well. So. I'm finishing up whatever it is I'm doing for First to Fight. I'm going to get my hands on – where the fuck did it go? <laughs> uh, Fugitive Hunter. I think you put it right in front uh, of you. No, I threw it somewhere. Rightfully so. Um, <laughs> And then I, I need to play Oninaki. I've been really wanting to play Oninaki for a while. I'm so upset that I didn't get a physical copy. I didn't know it came out in physical. Did you get uh, um, Did you get that Sonic poster in yet? It is there. Oh, my God. Put them up. <laughs> it's there. Your Zelda poster has to go up somewhere. Tear all that uh, fucking I, soundproof down. That doesn't work. Probably. I need to see it's cool things in the background besides the Castlevania and the whiteboard. There. Oh, this this isn't cool? No. Uh, I mean, that's cool. That's not cool? That's all right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm taking that down. I'm digging the cowboy hat in the back right on the two guitars. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's about as much action as those guitars get anyway. So. Yeah, that sounds about like my guitar. So. Fucking... I've been waiting for like three weeks for this goddamn Yakuza 6 shirt to come in. It was in the box that the poster came in, and nothing said it was. All right. Super upset about that, but whatever. Anyway. Um, and then whatever fucking Powell wants me to do. I'm, I'm still picking up anything cool from TGS. Mm. Um, my review for the magazine was really, really good, well-received, so that's cool. And we'll see where it goes. I'm working on a, I've talked to Scotty about it. I'm working on a marathon slash Dreamcast appreciation video for the Megavisions channel. And uh, I just have to record. Basically, I'm trying to shoot it like kind of like real world style where I have Mm -hmm. like an interview. Like each person I would like to do is like kind of do an interview into a webcam and say how the Dreamcast affected them growing up and all that stuff. And I'm going to splice in, Mm. like, voiceover, and it's going to go into clips and footage from the marathon and all that stuff. So, But I have to film mine first so people know how to do it. And if people don't want to do the webcam, they can just do, like, a voiceover and all that. So I'm looking at trying to work on that this week, too. So Nice. I'm just very tired. 
So many drunk people at my house last night. <laughs> I can see it. This is this is the tired podcast today. Yes, I'm. We've got one, maybe two good clips that I have to work on this week. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be a very. Uh, the clips won't be haha funny. Easy. Week. They're gonna be information uh, clips this week. Yeah. So. Easy week. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Scrubverse.